Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. Today, we're continuing our conversation about the Proverbs and wisdom and knowledge and understanding and just the beautiful life that God allows us to lead. And sometimes I think our circumstances cloud our judgment and we see, you know, maybe the temporary instead of the eternal. But when we go to the book of Proverbs specifically, we see that we are instructed to walk a certain way in the temporary so that we will embrace the eternal. And so, Bethany, welcome to the conversation. Thank you. I think this is such a vital thing for us to learn how to be wise and discerning because especially as women, it just feels like there is a lot coming at us. Absolutely. Especially in today's culture, whenever we are kind of told to focus on temporary things right. and to celebrate those things and to embrace those things. We were just talking about the aging process <laughs> and we were, we were Botox. Botox and all those things that we talk about off of the mic. And yeah. like, it's easy to get wrapped up in all of those things. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about today is what do you do whenever you find yourself in a situation and you go, I don't even know how I got here. Mm. Like, I don't even know when it happened, but I woke up and because of maybe my choices or the choices of others, because of my circumstances, I am in the ditch, like spiritually or emotionally or mentally, and I'm struggling and I don't know what to do. Well, thankfully, God's word tells us that we can take steps from that difficult place and know that God will respond to us. One thing that we started off with last week at the beginning of our program and specifically this series on the book of Proverbs is that our parents probably told us and gave us a lot of advice over Mm -hmm. the years that would probably keep us from getting into this particular place. So we're going to go back at the beginning of each program and talk about some of that wisdom, some of that advice that our parents gave to us. If you'll remember, I put it out on social media and had quickly over 100 responses and I love all of them. Okay, so here's one from Amy and she said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Oh, that's wise. That is very, very wise. <laughs> that can wise. be applied to a lot of different things. That extra piece of chocolate cake, you can, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe you should. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Kathy said, never forget who you are or whose you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah said, be the light in all the shadows. Seek out the broken. Let them know that they are loved. Find the good in all people. Mm. And one that was just came up time and time again is that you do not know another person's battle. So be careful about judging them. I I just think about that for our own situations. Like as we're talking about, you know, we're in this situation, we're in this circumstance, we're in this ditch. And maybe we know what led us to this place, but nobody else does. Mm. And so what do we do? And I just want us to feel the weight of that hard place. You know, we've talked about it here on Truth on the Go so many times that sometimes we find ourselves in a hard place and we have to remember that that trouble, that that hard place, it does not surprise God. Mm -hmm. It does not overwhelm God. It does not negate his plan for our life. Often it is through that hard place. It is through that rebuke that God pours out his heart to us, that we respond to that and that we are rescued, that we are saved and that we actually know the heart of God for that particular situation. I want us at the beginning of this program, Bethany, to just feel the weight of our overwhelming situation. Well, as you're talking about finding yourself in a place that you thought you'd never be, it reminded me of not a a serious story from my high school experience, but at the time it felt pretty serious. I was probably a junior maybe in high school and I was driving to work 
And, you know, I'm singing along the radio, driving, having a great time. And I look up and I realize that I had completely missed my exit to go to work and was in a part of town that I did not recognize. And it was kind of a bad part of town. And so this is pre-smartphone age. I mean, I had a dumb phone. It was one of those like slider things that you had to click three times to get to the right letter that you wanted to do when you sent a text. Oh, no. Way yeah. back. So way back. Yeah. So I was I was kind of panicking. I mean, I, I didn't really know what to do. I was looking around trying to find anything familiar. And eventually, you know, I found my way back. But it does bring back those memories of when you're talking about how it can feel so shaky and overwhelming when you're in a situation that you just don't know how to get out of. That's always the memory that I think of. And for me, whenever I find myself in a place where I wake up and I go, how did I get here and how do I get out? I think a lot of times I feel, you know, confused. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's obviously at the top of the list. But also I feel just, you know, sad because maybe it brings about feelings of just regret. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, where along the way did I misstep or where along the way did I not, you know, stand up for what was right? And then a lot of times I think in this place you can feel lonely you can think no one else would ever understand no one else has any clue and maybe that's right maybe that's wrong but God always knows he's always there with us you know we cannot outrun the love of God we cannot you know outrun the mercy and the grace of God he is ever present in our lives and so I just want to bring a a really a word of encouragement for our listeners today because I just think that somebody who's listening even right now is going I'm there Andrea I'm in that place place of discouragement. I'm in that place of where I feel lost. I'm in that place where I don't know what to do. I'm in that place where, you know, I I don't even think that there's a good way out, but God's word tells us how we can experience wisdom in that particular place. And we want to go back and kind of carry the theme forward from last week, which is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge and really remembering that we have to put God in his right place, Mm -hmm. that we can recognize who he is. We can Mm -hmm. recognize that he is God, that he is sovereign, that he is providential, that he is purposeful, that he is merciful, he is gracious, he is good, and that he's always plotting our redemption and that there is a way out and that Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Thankfully, in addition to that truth, we have Proverbs chapter two, which tells us how to attain wisdom in the midst of that overwhelming situation. I want to read actually five verses of scripture, and I want you to hear it from the standpoint of I am in the ditch and I do not know what to do. These five verses are going to give us some instruction. And here's what they say. Proverbs chapter two, beginning in verse one, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands, within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and if you cry aloud for understanding and if you look for it as for silver and if you search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So those verses, they call us to a point of action. They call us not only to a place of action, but they tell us our responsibility in the process of seeking wisdom, finding wisdom, experiencing wisdom, and applying wisdom to our lives. And what I really saw in those five verses are several action words that I want us to talk about because in the midst of our overwhelming situation, The enemy is going to make us think that there is no activity or action that we can take. But what God's word said is that 
oh no, you can take some action. There are some things that you can do. And the first thing is this, and we saw it in the very first verse, is that we have to accept wisdom. And we do that by accepting God's word and accepting his command. So I want us to have an action point here. In the midst of this overwhelming situation and circumstance, what does God's word say? We have the opportunity to go to his word and to find out what the truth is in the midst of that situation so that we have a solid ground to stand on. I talked last week about a Strong's Concordance. Let me tell you another way that you can use a Strong's Concordance, and that is that you can go in and you can type in a word and it will pull up every occurrence of that word in the Bible. So let's say that you're going through a situation where there is fear or there is envy or there is pride, any list of sin that's going on in your life or in the life of another, put that word in and God's word is full of instruction about that particular word. And it's unchanging. So no matter what situation we're in, we can always go back to it for steady encouragement and wisdom and advice. And what I love too is that we can't change it to make it what we want it to be. It just is. It is. That's a great word. You know, it's the plumb line. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we accept his words and his commands is by going, this is what is right. This is what is true. I'm not going to change it to make it fit my situation and my circumstance. I'm going to accept what it says. And not only am I going to accept it, I'm going to store that up in my heart. We think about storing up. For me, the best analogy when it comes to storing up is maybe like a bank account. We have to understand that we have a spiritual bank account and that we make deposits into that spiritual bank account by reading the word, by memorizing the word, by praying the word, by claiming the word. All of those ways we make deposits so that when we're in a situation that is an overwhelming situation, we can withdraw from that account that is full of God's word so that we will know how to live. And then we're called in verse two to turn our ear to wisdom. And when we think about turning our ear to wisdom, we're, we're talking about making a value statement there. We're talking about saying, Lord, I'm going to value your will and your way and your words over the ways of this world or, or even over my temporary desires, mm-hmm. what my flesh wants. Because when we're in a situation where we're just like our circumstances, our reality is so confusing, our flesh, our heart will lie to us. Mm-hmm. It will lie to us. And so we have to turn our ear to the Lord and we just say, Lord, I value your way over my way. And and let me just be so honest, Bethany, if we're in a place where we can't do that, right? Because of maybe the stronghold that this area has become. It could be an inappropriate relationship. I'm just getting super real. It could be a toxic relationship. It could be maybe a sinful pattern in our life that we long for. Then we have to ask God, help me to want you more than I want that. Mm -hmm. And that cry of faith It is a powerful commodity in our life, and it's actually the beginning of the path out because we're saying, Lord, I can't, but in my weakness, I know you can and you will. So help me to turn my ear to you, to your will, to your wisdom, to your way. And then we're going to ask the Lord, apply your wisdom to my heart. And it's so crucial that we turn to God and we do that action because if we just sit and we quote unquote, listen to our heart. Satan immediately comes in there and convinces us that there's nothing that we can do to fix it. Nobody else maybe has struggled with this thing that we're currently struggling with, and we just need to sit and stay where we are. 
and uses that maybe fear that we feel against us. And I think fear is a great thing to talk about at this point, because when we're in that overwhelmingly hard spot, we're afraid to go back. Mm -hmm. We're afraid to stay and we're afraid to move forward. It's paralyzing. It is paralyzing in every way because there's so many unknowns. We know that maybe we've made decisions where we can't go back to a previous reality. And at the same time, we're afraid of making decisions that will lead to a new reality. So we just sit tight in it. And the more we sit in that sin, the more embedded it becomes into our life. And so that's when we have to have an action point to say, Lord, I'm going to turn my ear to your wisdom. And if I don't want to, Lord, I'm asking you, help me to want to. And then we see in verse three, there's two more actions that we need to embrace when we're in an overwhelming situation. We need to call out for insight and we need to cry aloud for understanding because at the heart of calling out and crying aloud is surrender. And you're just saying, Lord, I don't want this place. And here's a prayer that I pray in this moment. Lord, help me to see the truth. Mm. That's what I need right now. I don't need to even see the reality that I've created for myself or that's been created. I need to see the truth. Mm. Remove the scales from my eyes and help me to see the truth. And it's amazing that when we cry out like that, that God begins to help us see the motives of our hearts, the reality of our situation. And in that process through the work of the Holy Spirit, because we're saved, we're sealed, until the day of redemption, the spirit begins to draw us to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And if we're crying out and we're calling aloud, we need to know the spirit of God's already at work in us because we are no longer wanting to be where we are. Mm -hmm. And something that we can do when it comes to our sinful situations, we can make it what we want it to be instead of what it actually is. So we can look at it and we can justify it. We can explain it. We can do all of those kinds of things. But what we have to realize realize is that if we're going to cry out and if we're going to call aloud for understanding, we're going to say, Lord, I want your understanding. I want your truth. I want your perspective in this situation. And I know that that's going to position me to move forward. So on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and we're going to look at the last couple of verses in this portion of the Proverbs and see how we can seek out wisdom. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back, Bethany, and we're talking about this really important topic of wisdom and how God gives us his wisdom. Like, let's just celebrate that, Mm -hmm. that God gives us his wisdom, that we, in the midst of our hard spot, we can accept God's words. We can store up his commands. We can turn our ears to wisdom. We can apply our heart to understanding. We can call out for insight. We can cry aloud for understanding. And the last couple of things that we see in Proverbs chapter two is that we are told to look for wisdom much like we would look for silver 
or hidden treasure. Have you been to the diamond mines? I have. I did not find anything. I just dug in the dirt for like four hours. But have you guys? Yes. And I decided I would rather work every single day for the rest of my life than try <laughs> to find a diamond because it's hard Difficult. work. Nobody talks about how you probably won't find one. That's right. And it was like pouring down rain while we were there. Oh. And so like we had on flip flops, of course. And so I'm like <laughs> slipping and sliding in the mud. And it was just a mess. We were covered in mud from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. And it was just a, a really not fun day. Mm. But here's what I realized in the process. If you're going to look for silver or for a diamond, you better be committed. Mm. You have to be committed in all kinds of circumstances, whether it's hot, whether it's raining, whether it's, you know, a long day, a short day, whatever the case may be. And so that's what God is saying through his word in Proverbs chapter two, is that if we want wisdom and we're crying out for it, we're calling aloud for it, we're searching for it, we're turning our ears. We have to do it with such a level of intensity. It mimics us looking for treasure because that's exactly what it is. Wisdom is treasure. It's very equivalent because it brings knowledge and understanding and peace into our life. And so I was just thinking about a story from my own life where I had to just realize I was in that hard spot. I was in that situation that I had created and that I didn't know what to do about it. And I've talked about this so many different times here on the program, as well as in my book, God in the Window. And that's just my struggle with relationships. Like early on in my life, I think I tried to place relationships in that place where I got value from it and validation and all those things, which relationships are obviously very good and they're very needed in our life. But when we put them in the place where only God should be, then we know we're in big trouble and it's never going to be fulfilling. It's never going to be satisfying. And so what I would do, because I had put relationships in the wrong place, is that I would, in a sense, sabotage them because they would never be fulfilling in my life. And Mm -hmm. so I would want to leave the relationship before the relationship had a chance to leave me. So it was very destructive. It was very, very self-sabotaging, but also it was a cycle and I couldn't see it. Hmm. Like I normalized it. I couldn't see it, but thankfully God through the work of circumstances and the work of friends and the work of his word, he helped me to see it. But here's the thing, Bethany, even though I saw it, it was still a process of learning to live a different way. And during that several years of asking God to rewrite my story, to rewrite my heart, to rewrite my tendencies, I had to do this. I had to accept God's wisdom. I had to accept his commands. I had to turn my ear to him. I had to call out to him. I had to cry aloud and I had to learn how to seek him and his ways, much like I sought treasure. And the outcome of that was peace. It was peace. It doesn't mean that I don't continue to struggle at times with those things. Of course I do, but For the most part, God has helped me to get out of that pit and to learn to live a different way. And that's what we see in the rest of Proverbs chapter two, is that when we take these steps of accepting and storing up and turning and applying and calling out and crying aloud and looking with intensity that the Lord meets us there Mm -hmm. because he's already at work. And so I want us to look at that in verses six and following. Verse six of Proverbs chapter two says, for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Now listen to verse seven. He holds victory in store for the upright. In the midst of your overwhelming circumstance right now, 
God holds victory for that. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. So he's going to protect us and he guards the course of the just. He protects the way of the faithful one. So let's just talk about God's response to our cry for wisdom. The first thing that we see is that he protects us. He comes around us. He gives us that knowledge. He gives us that wisdom. He gives us that insight so that we know what truth is. The one thing that we talked about in the first half of this program is that in the midst of our overwhelming situation, we've got to ask for God to show us the truth. We got to ask for him to give us his perspective on our unfortunate, Mm -hmm. overwhelming circumstance. He's faithful to do that. He will provide the path to victory because he is the victory. And his spirit guides us where we're able to look at a situation, even if it's one that we created, and kind of sort out what's true, what's not. And then we can apply that knowledge to other people that maybe come to us for advice where we can look at whatever they're going through and say, okay, you need to stop listening to this because that is not true. That's not from God. And listen to this. The filter, that's exactly what it is. It's a God-sized filter. I talk about that in my devotional, Free to Thrive, where we need to put on the God filter instead of the world filter Mm -hmm. so that we see things, so that we hear things, so that we say things through the filter of God and his word. And it's a completely different reality for us whenever we walk in obedience to God and Mm -hmm. his word. And it's not a stifling life, Bethany. It is not like a fuddy-dud kind of life. It is the full, free, abundant life. And it's a life of surrender. It's a life of obedience. It's a life of joy and hope and peace. And one thing that I am reminded of whenever I look at Proverbs, specifically here in chapter two, is that God is the source of wisdom. There's just no getting around that. I mean, we are in these overwhelming situations. We are in these difficult times. And we have to say, God, you know what is best. And so when we cry, out and call aloud and do all those things, here's the benefit of it. It positions our hearts to hear his reply, his instruction and his response. And then whatever that response is, it literally becomes a shield that protects us. God and his word, his faithful promises and his commands and precepts, they are a shield around us because they give us his way. They give us his will. They give us his path. And they teach us how to live a life that honors him. And like the sword of the spirit that's able to cut through and it's kind of an offensive weapon in the armor of God. Wisdom, I think, is the same way. We're able to cut through things that are not true and sort out truth and lies. And it leads to a blameless walk. And, you know, Solomon, he wrote much of the Proverbs. His dad, King David, many of us are very familiar with his story. He talked a lot about living and leading a blameless life. And that's always challenged me. Mm -hmm. Whenever you think about blameless, then that means whenever somebody looks at you and they accuse you and maybe they question you, that because you you have walked before the Lord with a right heart, a you know sensitive heart to God and his will and his ways. They won't even be able to bring an accusation because your heart has been in tune with God. And again, in that definition of blameless, we have to be so careful of becoming prideful, mm-hmm. of thinking, I've got this thing all figured out, right? right? 
right? <laughs> and that I know God's will and that I know God's way and I'm going to walk in it and I'm going to be good. I'm going to be protected. Well, just live a little, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to experience two things. One, that you're not perfect and you never will be this side of heaven. And then number two, that life isn't always easy and that there are those moments that take your breath away. And in those moments, you've got to understand that God's got your back. Mm-hmm. He's with you. He's for you. You may still go through that valley. You may still go through that fire. But when we walk in a way that is honoring to him, then he's got us protected with his shield. And then the final thing that we see here in Proverbs chapter two, he protects the way of his faithful ones. I want that protection. I want that confidence that comes from walking in step with God, even in the midst of an overwhelming situation that I've maybe created through my sinful acts or my own getting too comfortable. Whenever that happens, I want to just call out and cry loud. I want to hear his words. I want to respond to his rebuke. I want my heart to be in tune with his heart. And then I want to walk by faith knowing that he's protecting me every step of the way. And that's so encouraging to me too, Andrea, just hearing your wisdom as somebody that's a little bit ahead of me with life as I start my journey, you know, being married. And am I still considered a newlywed? You are very newlywed and very young. (laughs) So it's good for me to just hear those words again, that we can always go back to the word of God, to just fall at his feet and cry out to him when we do face those unexpected, overwhelming circumstances, because it's not an if, it's more like a win. A win, that's right. Well, I have a couple more verses that we're going to wrap with today. So whenever we call out, whenever we cry loud, whenever God gives us that protection, whenever he becomes our shield, we see some promises that we can claim in verses nine and following. Let me read that for you. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Isn't that something that God is going to give us his perspective so that we understand in the midst of that overwhelming situation, what is right? What is just? What is fair in this particular moment? And he's also going to give us the path for what is good. Verse 10 says, for wisdom will enter your heart. God's heart is going to be poured out to us as we seek wisdom and as we seek his will and his ways. So wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. So there is this promise that we can claim whenever we take those messy situations of life, not if, but when they happen, they're coming. When we take these promises and these precepts that God has given us through the book of Proverbs and we cry out to him and we call aloud and we seek for his will and his ways, much like we would seek a treasure, then he's going to protect us. He's going to shield us. And that protection and that shield will become a path for us to see what is just right and fair. As we close today, I just want to really speak to the heart of a listener who may be struggling, someone who's in a situation that is so overwhelming that maybe the scales are still on. Call out to God for help. Ask for his wisdom. Ask for his understanding. Do not let fear stand in the way. Don't be afraid of the past. Don't be afraid of the present. And certainly do not be afraid of the future. And when you do that, discretion will protect you. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul and wisdom will enter your heart. So cry out to God today. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.